0: by naturopathicearth.com, here is certified health coach A. Gregory Luna with Confessions of an Obese Child. Hello everybody, this is A. Gregory Luna. Of course, you can call me Gregory. And welcome back to another episode of Confessions of an Obese Child. I hope you're doing well. We are in the middle of the summer, enjoying the vitamin D, which is being made by our skin. Enjoying snow cones and apple pies and Fourth of July fireworks and the beach and all that stuff, incessant heat, especially if you're in the Mountain West and all that good stuff. Today we're going to talk about whether or not it was better to be fat in the 80s or now. But before we begin, the website's Naturopathic Earth. In terms of food addiction, uh, there's really not many articles there that kind of will hone in on what you need if that's why you come to this podcast feed. If you're dealing with trying to clean up your diet, then certainly there's a lot of articles there about the toxins in our food. You can also find the Confessions of an Obese Child, the original blog series there and you can always find the series of how I lost over 100 pounds and kept it off for 25 years there's an eight-part series there that can kind of help you guys because I know some of you want to lose the weight you're adults and you just you know you you look you look down you might not be able to see your feet like I did I mean I didn't See my my testicles and penis probably for like a good five years when I was a teenager. I mean, I couldn't see it because the belly was so protruding. But some of you might feel uh, that you know you want to lose weight, but you just don't know how to do it. That first step, and so those those seven or eight episodes or articles are kind of geared toward uh, helping you change your paradigm and giving you some some tips. Now I am writing a, a book. Hopefully, it's going to be published in the fall about how I lost a hundred pounds and kept it off for twenty five years, and it's really going to focus on Weight maintenance. Weight maintenance because losing weight isn't as hard as keeping it off for several years. Patreon, donate, hit the link on the episode notes. We need your money. Show us the money. As Cuba Gooding Jr. said, poor poor guy. What what kind of career did he have after Jerry Maguire? Not much. And that's such a great movie. It's one of my top three movies that I watch over and over. Other ones, Goodwill Hunting. I love Goodwill Hunting. I love that movie. So donate some money buy the confessions of an obi shot ebook for $2.99 on amazon kindle barnes and noble nook especially if you're listening to this feed uh yeah, the book's perfect for you the book is perfect it's a quick fun read it can be poignant when i talk about how the kids used to you know steal my underpants and gym class and see how many kids would fit in it if you go back to those early podcast episodes to kind of detail it but there is some new material in the actual book and some new chapters and it culminates in how i lost my weight but You can go to that podcast episode as well. But the book is a good read, and help us out. We need the money. So $2.99, you can surely, surely live without. If you need a health coach or a guru, contact me. The prices are on the website. Very reasonable. If you just want somebody to help you, kind of like a health coach, we've talked about uh, how health coaches can help you, how they can kind of keep you motivated. So contact me, and we can get started with optimizing your life last thing uh Katie's Essential Apothecary essential oil apothecary uh, we've really reared that up i think by the time this is going to be aired we've had done six new episodes for season 2 um i think elang elang is probably the one that's coming out now or has just been released yeah it's good stuff you know i'm glad Katie Katie stopped doing it in 20 end of 2017 and then for all of 2018 i just felt like Gonna wait until she can do it again, but they reached a point where it's like, ah, oh, but the content's good and and it gets tons of downloads, and so I felt, well, let's just start it back up. And I, I'm not Katie; I don't have her voice or her charm, or her mellifluous voice. But you know what they say: perfection is paralysis. So you just got to get the content out, and hopefully that stuff helps you. Because look, essential oils, at the worst, they're benign; at the best, they can really help you with a lot of maladies, so long as you're not, you know, burning your skin or or drinking them. Alright, let's get to 80s or now. You guys know I'm an avid drinker of the teas. Right now I'm drinking cold tea. In the summer I still drink hot tea every day but uh, sometimes I drink cold like like for example if I if I've brewed or steeped some green or white or black tea and it's already like 1 or 2 o'clock and I left it out and it's not warm anymore then I'll just put the kettle in the fridge and then the next morning I can drink it nice and cold after I oil pull in my mouth in the morning I can drink some cold green tea All right, so why did I bring this one up? Well, somebody asked me. Somebody messaged me on Facebook and said, hey, you know, you were fat in the 80s. And to be clear, I was fat from 80 to 91. Yeah, so it was definitely the 80s. And they're like, hey, um, what do you think? Is it you think it was harder to be fat then or now? And I was like, hmm, that's a good question. Let's tackle that on the podcast series. So I've done some rumination. Not a lot because I think the answer is pretty clear cut for at least me. And I think I have a unique perspective given that I'm a teacher and so I see high school overweight kids all the time. Uh so as opposed to like working in an office, you know, environment where I I'm not interacting with kids or teenagers, I see them every day. That being said, I do miss my students. I actually miss the the verve that is uh, school. Uh just The kids, the activity, the energy just kind of keeps you young, but also reminds you how you're getting old because everybody stays the same age. It's kind of like uh, McConaughey's line in Days and Confused, where he's like, you know, something about all the girls stay the same. I get older, but all the girls stay the same. All right, all right, all right. So... What's the answer for this? Clearly the 80s. I think it was much harder to be a fat kid in the 80s than now. Now, you might say, oh, well, that's your bias because that's when you were fat. Um, I, would, I would extend this out to the 70s, the 60s, the 90s, and pretty much any time that's, that's not in the 21st century. And I have some reasons why I think this is. First of all, let's look, let's, let's look back at the 80s. And let's look back at pop culture in the 80s. Okay, you had What's Happening. You remember that show, with the, the black the black comedy? What's Happening? They had a, that had a fat kid. Rerun, I think was his name. They're making fun of him all the time. Uh, think of Goonies with uh, the fat kid who's always eating ice cream. What's his name? Oh, I can't remember his name. Uh, they're making fun of him all the time. Uh, the Porkies had a fat guy. They're making fun of him all the time. Last American Virgin—they were making fun of him all the time. I mean, I can't—I can't not think of '80s movies that had the token fat kid that they were making fun of all the time. John Candy—a lot of his movies—they were making fun of him. And so it was much more acceptable to to make fun of fat people uh, as opposed to now. Uh, and well, let, let's just talk about now. So how many movies do you see TV shows where there is a fat kid and they're making fun of the fat kid? It's very few. It's very few, and I think it's just part of the zeitgeist, and I think it's part of the next thing I want to talk about, which is kind of the PC snowflake culture that we're in right now, that you just don't see it. I mean, yeah, there's going to be shows, like there was that Aniston uh, beauty pageant movie on on Netflix, Dumpling, and um, Insatiable, that TV show, and I was thinking of doing an episode on Insatiable. Insatiable is a Netflix show that came out about six months ago. Where it's about a, a fat girl in, in high school and she, she gets falls into a coma and she loses all of her weight, but she still, is, now she's beautiful, of course, and, but she still deals with food addiction and, and body shaming and all these things, survivor's guilt, things that we've talked about on this stream. And I want to do but but I've kind of forgotten. It, and I took notes on the show because it's an eight, 10 episode show. It's got Alyssa Milano as, as uh, in the now most famous for her sex strike nonsense. But that show does have some, some fat taunting uh, because you know that's kind of the goal of the show, like the bad people still make fun of her. But as a whole, you really don't see fat people being made fun of on shows. Also, you do see more fat people on shows. If you look at the reboot of Heathers, you look at This Is Us, you look at certain shows, they cast fat people, but they don't make fun of him. They don't make fun of him or her. And if anything, of course, they try to make him sympathetic and try to flesh out their character. So I think that's one thing. So if you look at role modeling or modeling for children, back in the 80s, if you were a child, um, you saw that TV was making fun of fat people. So if TV is making fun of fat people, hey, there's nothing wrong with fat people. Also, that's number one. Number two is just the scarcity of fat people back in the 70s and 80s. Back then, especially for you millennials, millennials and Gen Zers here, uh america was not nearly as obese as it is now now some of you might live in seattle or salt lake or maine these places that don't have a lot of overweight people or maybe you're just laughing right now because like there's tons of overweight people but i live in south texas south texas is notorious i mean the south texas uh, rural areas overall are notorious for being like hotbeds of obesity so I live in San Antonio, which has a very high Hispanic population, it's about 70% Hispanic, and, and as it is, they're already predisposed to obesity and diabetes. So over here it's it's very common. But in general, if you look at the statistics, and they've been tracking obesity for quite some time, there were less obese people in the 80s. So and now there's much more. I mean, this stat is is what, 70% are overweight, 30% of those 70% are morbidly obese. So it's just more omnipresent, right? So you see more people. So back in the 70s and 80s, there was definitely more shame and more taunting because it was it was a rarity. There wasn't as much of it. And because of it, you were ostracized and kind of isolated and picked out. That's not to say there weren't fat people, a lot of fat people in the 80s. But as a whole, if you're comparing it to now, there's undubitably less than there are now. And so now that there's so many fat people, overweight people, um, it's just, it's it's like makes no sense of overweight people taunting overweight people, right? Mm-hmm. this is, just doesn't make sense. And also, I think, again, it's modeling and, and you're surrounding yourself. So when you look around, uh, there's more overweight people. You're like, well, I guess I'm not going to make fun of overweight people because I'm overweight or chances are I'm overweight. So that's another thing. So just our dietary habits. I mean, in the 70s and 80s, that's when Ansel Keys is, kind of carb first, fats bad mentality. was start. It was gearing up. Uh, really started in the 60s but certainly now you've seen it to the fruition where clearly high carb low fat isn't effective because if you look at the last 40 years we are looking more like the USDA pyramid right more of us are being becoming fat and why is that because we were following that paradigm right so six to eleven servings of carbs you know it just I mean come on so that's an that's another reason it just there's more people now that are overweight so of course it makes sense it'll be less people making fun of them um what else snowflake pc culture certainly back in the 80s we we raised boys to be boys more and girls to be girls and there definitely was not a pc culture as there is now and you can certainly see that in the movies and televisions when we would still use all the 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 gay epithets on straight people why are you being such a fag or look at that retard right i mean you you would see these terms hear these terms uh God, you would never hear those on television at all, right? At all, never again. Uh, and that's the PC culture. Now, I'm not, I'm not lambasting and kind of, kind of criticizing this. These are some good things. So, is it good that we, we are making fun of, of overweight people less now? Absolutely, of course, of course. We don't want overweight people to be taunted because, it, like I've talked about in, in early episodes, it's not like if, if somebody came up to me. Uh, when I was fat at my 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 apex of my obesity, and they were like, "Hey, Fat Albert, you need to stop eating." I was like, "You know, you're right. I'm going to stop eating right now." You know, it doesn't work. So, when you bring attention to overweight people, um, it's not like they're just going to revert. Right? It's, if anything, it's going to fuel their shame, and then it's going to kick in the binge cycle more. But I think just the fact that everybody polices everybody's thoughts and actions makes it less likely. Uh, at least in public, to make fun of fat people. Also, we have the kind of the snowflake culture. We certainly didn't have the snowflake culture back in the 80s where everyone was offended by everything at every time, and then there was like the tyranny of the minority where, you know, you offend one person, you can get in trouble for it. Nowadays, I mean, these Gen Zers, just the way we've raised them, is that they're all snowflakes, right? You could say like one slightly offensive thing like in a joke, and they'll start crying or like, you offended me, and they'll get you in trouble. Or, you know, they'll hate you. It's like there's the, there's no thick skin anymore. We there, Nobody has thick skin. Okay, everybody takes everything so seriously, like criticism, even constructive criticism. People just don't take it well and say, hey, you know what, I'll take that into consideration and maybe you're right. And I'm not talking about just obesity. I'm talking about in general. We don't take criticism well. We get offended. We get hurt. Oh, you're hurting my feelings. Oh, 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 oh. Snowflakes, snowflakes, snowflakes. And in the 80s, you didn't have that. People were just rude. Said what they thought. I mean, it's not to say that there wasn't courtesy, and certainly, I think there was more courtesy and less cussing and, and more refinement back in the '50s, '60s, '70s when America was at its peak. Culturally, now we're just—it's—it's it, a—it's a culture of depravity. It's a culture of just the lowest common denominator. If you just look at music and pop culture, I mean, we, just if you—you'd be amazed at the words that I hear come out of high school kids every day. I mean, just the N words said to each other the c-word said to girls from other girls just just the overall level of disrespect that that high schoolers treat each other is is shocking but in terms of snowflake pc certainly i think in the 80s we didn't have the orwellian you know thought crime uh mentality that we certainly do now we have to be very kind of weary and watchful of what we say because we don't want to offend anybody Last thing I do, I do want to talk about social media. Now, a lot of you will say taunting of obese people really doesn't exist anymore. And I would tell you uh, from firsthand experience in high school, yeah, you're right. I I don't think I've ever seen regular weighted people taunting or ridicule fat fat kids or trying to shove them in the lockers or try to shove their face in the toilets like we used to in the 80s or, you know, pulling out in gym class because we really don't have gym class, but theoretically like in, in, you know, P.E. or football practice, they, you know, grab the the underwear of fat people or you know whatever, whatever, taunt them, whip them, poke them, like all the stuff they used to do, kick, kick them in the ass. Um, you don't see that ostensible bullying anymore. I I don't think I've ever seen it. But that being said, that it's kind of been transmuted into social media. So you see it on social media. Now I can't say that I'm on social media often. Uh, I'm on Instagram. Very little. I post. I really, honestly, need to post more. But I'm definitely not trolling social media and going under home or search or looking up people or, or anything. I, I I pretty much on there just to. I follow like three hashtags, and then my beautiful celebrities that I like to look at pictures of. That's pretty much my extent of Instagram. But of course, the students. The students tell me all the time, uh, and I know that. The studies are pretty definitive how we have the highest rate of depression, anxiety, body dysmorphia, suicidal ideation by the youth than ever before. And most of the social scientists say it's because of social media, right? It's this idea of trying to emulate, trying to fit in the FOMO mentality, you know, posting stuff and being stressed at how many likes and dislikes you're having. And that's where you see a lot of the bullying is on social media is on direct messages or comments on uh, things that you post or other people post. And and I think a lot of it has to do with anonymity. I think a lot of it has to do with you don't have to see or look at that person in the eye because it's a lot more, it's harder to taunt or put somebody down as a troll if you have to see them and look them in the eye than, than on, on the screen. Yeah, the screen kind of gives us anonymity and it kind of emboldens us to act a way that we normally would not act had we uh, if we were in person. So I think social media is where it's all gone. So definitely there is fat shaming on social media. There's undisputedly that. But that being said, when I was a child, uh, I was bullied incessantly in school, right? elementary, middle school, high school. But I could go home and at least for six hours or whatever after school, I could avoid that. And I could just watch my Voltron and G.I. Joe and Transformers and uh, Kids Incorporated, the old kids singing song uh, show, Uh, I I could get away from that. Nowadays, kids who are bullied on social media, they're getting bullied during the day, right? Because if you don't know, in high school, screen addiction, phone addiction is a major problem. It's a major problem. Kids are on Instagram, Snapchat, Netflix, everything, during the day, during class. Uh, So these kids are getting bullied, perhaps at school, in person, though it's rarer. But they're certainly still being bullied and made fun of, not just for being overweight, but if they're, you know, feminine or overly masculine, overly feminine, you know, whatever, whatever they're, they're ugly, you know, you know, kids are, they make fun of everything. They'll find your weakness and make fun of it. But they're getting bullied during the day. But in the old days, uh, when I was a kid, you could go home and avoid it. But now these kids can't because they're on social media in the afternoon and in the evening. So they're constantly being barraged by these, these negative thoughts. And there's no respite right there's no break from it if you're on social media and I think that's a fundamental difference between now and then is back then you could get away from now you can't now I would tell the kids I they all know the studies I've quoted the studies they know the studies and I exhort them all the time to get off of social media but it's like telling a meth addict to stop doing meth right it's it's like telling a porn addict oh you need to stop watching porn It, it doesn't work these kids are hooked they are hooked on it and so I feel I feel bad for the kids who are getting picked on, either because you know they have transgender issues or or whatever, or they're overweight or whatever. They're getting picked on, but at the same time, I if you don't have the wherewithal and self restraint to not get get to to get off of it and not, or I should say not get off of it, well then you know it's kind of like you 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 reap what you sow. Look, you can get off of it. You can delete all the apps, or you can limit your time, or. When you get home, you could give your phone to your parents and just say, hey, I want you to hold this phone. I don't want to look at it for the next five hours. Okay, if you don't have the willpower to do it by yourself, just give it to your parents. Believe me, your parents would have no problem taking your phone away. Same for your computer. So it is possible to get away from the taunting that's on social media. You just have to have the strength to do it. So overall, was it harder to grow up fat in the 80s or now? Much harder in the 80s because there was no filters on the kids. Uh, there was no PC culture. There were less fat kids, so you were you were singularly picked out or isolated and picked on. And it was just a, it was just a more cruel time uh, than compared to now. There's a lot of safety nets and just the way that we've been conditioned by by media and, and by progressives to not pick on people. And I think that's great on one level. I'm not a big fan of the politically correct culture that we live in. I think it's it's way overblown. I think the pendulum has swung way too far the other way. But in in, in regards vis-a-vis to taunting and, and, and fat shaming, I think it's a good thing that, that, of course, kids are getting less taunted. And I would just tell you, look, if you're getting a really hard time, just try to get off of social media. Of course, lose the weight. We have those couple episodes on how the body positive movement is actually not good for you if you're overweight, you do need to lose the weight because, again, all the risk factors, all the health indicators, shorter life expectancy, high rate of cancer, high rate of diabetes, you'll die younger. So why would we want to embrace a lifestyle uh, that is destructive? And it is destructive, guys. It is destructive. So go back to that previous episode that I did on you have to take accountability for being fat. It is destructive. So if you not want to be picked on, lose the weight, and then in the meanwhile get off of social media and, you know, try to stay away from people that you know who actively bully you and make fun of you. And try to surround yourself with people who are supportive. All right, guys, that's all I have to say. Please hit the subscribe button. It takes you two seconds. And post a review for Confessions of an Obese Child, Holistic Health News. And we just did one on, on the dating scam, online dating. That's a pretty funny one. I would definitely listen to that if you're single. And then catch up on all the essential oil episodes on Katie's Essential Oil Apothecary. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Confessions of an Obese Child. Make sure to visit us at www.naturopathicearth.com for additional confessions, wellness articles, recipes, and a whole lot more. Leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at naturopathearth. Earth. See you next time.